Coming up on this week's Naked Property Investor. We're actually in a very good place globally. We're in a very good place. The UK absolutely is preparing for some really strong growth. So I think it's completely, completely different uh, set of circumstances. You know, we're in just, it's just a here and now that we need to get through for the next handful of months. From the Property Investor Studios, welcome to the Naked Property Investor with your host, Kizzy Nakwacha. Kizzy is the publisher of the Property Investor magazine, Money and Finance, and Business Game Changer. Kizzy is also the editor of the successful property investment book series and the founder of the Property Wall of Fame. Every week, Kizzy and his guests provide you with the vital tools you need to take your property business to the next level. Now, meet your host, your mentor, and the godfather of all things property, Kizzy Nakwacha. Hello and welcome to The Naked Property Investor. Um, The insightful and inspirational Dan Millman once said, Faith means living with uncertainty, feeling your way through life, letting your heart guide you like a lantern in the dark. Well, if what we're experiencing is anything to go by, Dan could have been talking about recent events in 2020. My next guest is Andrew Ward, founder of Solomon New Homes, and Andrew believes that 2020 could be the year to give home buyers and investors more confidence in the property market. We'll be speaking to Andrew in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Chris Lang, CEO of CommercialPropertyMadeEasy.com, where you'll discover a whole host of helpful material. And my best tip for someone looking to invest in commercial property comes in the form of a simple question. Whereabouts in the overall process do you feel that you make your profit? Is it when you buy the property, while you own it, or at the time you sell it? What's interesting is that the responses are fairly evenly spread across all three possibilities. Sure, you can enhance your profit during the time you own it, and you certainly take your profit at the point at which you sell it. However, you actually make your profit at the time you buy the property. So if you didn't do a good deal at the outset, you had better hope like hell that the market works in your favour to get you out of trouble. And you can discover a whole lot more tips at commercialpropertymadeeasy.com. I'm Sim Secon, MD of Legal for Landlords, and you're listening to The Naked Property Investor. Thank you and welcome to The Naked Property Investor. I'm joined today by Andrew Ward, founder of Solomon New Homes based in Cheshire in the UK. Now, Andrew's been in the property investment sector for many years and it's his mission to do everything possible to give home buyers and investors more confidence in the property market. Andrew, it's great to have you join me. Thank you very much. Great to be with you. Andrew, let's talk about confidence. In his poem, If, by Rudyard Kipling, Kipling said, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. The poem goes on and on and on, and then it goes, and then it ends. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Andrew, how do we keep our heads in the property market despite this climate of uncertainty? Well, first of all, um, I'm looking at that poem on my office wall at the moment, and you're quite you're quite right um, in your uh, uh, in your recollection of it. Um, hmm. But uh, but onto the important question: How do we keep our heads uh, um, at the moment? I think it's I think it 
important to remember that uh, whether we're in good times or we're in bad times, property investment is a uh, is a medium to long term um, investment vehicle. And what we're going through just at the moment, as unprecedented and as crazy as it as it is, is just a small snapshot in time. Whether it's going to be a month, two, or three before we start getting out of this, it's going to be a very short space of time. So. Remembering that and holding on to that should give us all confidence, I think. And how resilient would you say the house market is to this pandemic? Um, well, look, you know, the underlying principles um, of investing in, well, in, in anything, but let's talk about property, um, haven't changed because we're going through this through this very, very difficult period. In the UK, and I'm talking about the UK market at the moment in the uk we've got a chronic undersupply of property we've had that for well as, as long as i can remember you know we're 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 producing literally hundreds of thousands of of um less properties than we need so you know that that, that situation is going to be exactly as it as as it was a month ago in six months time the other thing to remember and it's a little pre- premature to start talking about this, but we've already noticed a surge of interest from overseas buyers who are trying to capitalise on the fact that the uh, that sterling is is very very low. So as um, as overseas buyers come in and start taking advantage of of the circumstance, that's only further exacerbating the chronic undersupply that there is in the market. And that interest from overseas by overseas buyers. Is that still existing now, despite the circumstances of um, the, you know, the world we're living in at the moment? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, looking at my uh, at my inbox this morning, we work with people all, all over the world, but particularly we've got a very active group of, uh, group of in- investors in Israel. And I've had four emails um, that had come in over the last uh, over three or four hours um, last night and this morning asking about availability of stock literally now. So that's as current as it gets. That's, that's fantastic. Um, let's talk about planning with confidence. What role would mechanisms like uh, fixed rate mortgages and rental assurance schemes play when planning for property investment? Um, a large role. I think most most property investors, well, most investors look for predictability and security. Now, if um, if uh, an investor is buying a uh, buying a property now and they could lock in their mortgage for well, let's say for argument's sake ten years and they can lock in their rental inc- income for ten years, um, that's about as predictable as you can get. Amazing. I, I think I think so. Really, despite what's going on around us, um, there is. Uh, there is there is optimism as well then and there is certainty there's optimism and certainty I mean, obviously in, in this moment in time there's a there's a great deal of uh, of uncertainty but but that's just blind panic und- understandably but that's blind panic looking past that and looking into the future the uh, the property market has been subdued for three or four years two or three years uh, mainly with the with the uncertainty that uh, 
Brexit brought and the uh, and the circumstances around that, we were seeing um, personally for Solomon New Homes, we had the best three months that we'd had for a long, long time at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. It's stalled now, but as I mentioned before, you know the 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 circumstances once we're through this will will still be will still be as they were a month or two ago, and there's a lot of um, a lot of cause for optimism. It's interesting that you talk about the effects of Brexit and and how it impacted on the housing market because I know that places like London uh, felt the effects more keenly, but housing markets in the North and in the Midlands, they seem to be fairly impervious to everything. Yeah, well, um, as you know, we um, we concentrate in secondary and tertiary areas. So the uh, the places that our developments are located tend not to be today's hotspots. They tend to be tomorrow's hotspots. So the North and the Midlands are exactly where where we uh, where we concentrate on. And growth was good. The growth wasn't as as powerful and as strong as it suddenly turned out to be in the last in the last few months over the last two or three years. So although we've uh, we've provided um, some some outstanding uh, returns for our clients, the real cream is yet to come. It's interesting that we, um, we we talk about uncertainty in the present climate because you can't help but draw the parallel between what's going on now and what we experienced back in 2008. But it it seems as though the circumstances are very different for this for this economy, isn't it? I think so. I think the only uh, the only parallels you can cause uh, you you can you can draw um, is is the shock and the uh, and and the in, instantaneous way that everything's gone from light to dark overnight almost. Um, but if you look at the underlying the underlying reasons for this, back in two thousand and eight, this it was a global financial meltdown. You know, banking. Uh, had been had been operating uh, pretty much unregular in an unregulated manner, and there had been some pretty sharp practices, and everything was overextended, and uh, we were on very 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 shaky ground. Now it's quite the opposite. As a result of of, of the chaos back in um, two thousand and eight through to two thousand and ten, the banking practices are a lot more robust. Uh, the financial, leaving aside the effects of, uh, undoubtedly we're going to be in recession for a month or so, but leaving aside that, we're actually in a very good place globally. We're in a very good place. The UK absolutely is preparing for some really strong growth. So I think it's completely, completely different uh, set of circumstances. You know, we're in just, it's just a here and now that we need to get through for the next handful of months. Well, staying with the idea of certainty and confidence, I've always felt that um, one key to certainty is a solid retirement pension. Now, I know that you favour a bricks and mortar pension over, say, investing in a FTSE 100 company or in cryptocurrency. Why is that? Well, um, well, actually, I I would... um, I would favour a balanced portfolio for retirement. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to have 
um, have your your retirement funds or, or your all your all your investment funds in any one particular vehicle. But I do think that um, that property has property provides a very secure and very stable bedrock for a for pension. One of the disadvantages is that of course it's it's fairly illiquid. You can't always sell a property quite as quickly as you can. Uh, you could sell stocks and shares. You can't just go down and draw some money out as you would a bank account. So it can't be relied upon to access quick cash. But for a good, solid base for an investment strategy, years gone by, decades and decades and decades um, gone by, will um, will show that properties grow in, grow in value regularly and despite the odd blip in the in the market, generally proves to be a very, very, very resilient um, asset class. The other thing, of course, and this is particularly relevant to people who leverage, who buy property for, uh, with, uh, with mortgages, is that for if you're investing in a, uh, in a property, you get the benefit of the growth of the whole value of that property, whereas you may only have put in 20, 25 or 30% of real cash so that superpowers return on capital invested and there's also that flexibility from property because you can at any moment decide to offload and or remortgage and then you've got the capital growth that you can leverage absolutely and of course one thing that we haven't spoken about is the uh, is the revenue from from renting your property if people don't own property they tend to have to rent it um and that provides uh, a growing rental market, so it's pretty unique in its uh, in the way that the investment can not only grow and cap- uh, provide capital growth, but also regular income. Where do you see the property rental market going over the next five years or so in the UK? Well, I think we're growing. We're becoming um, a nation of renters. So the property investment market, the uh, the property rental market. Um, is set to grow and grow. Now, of course, that depends in the areas that you um, you decide to to invest in. But generally, the rental market will grow. And if you look at areas which have got uh, potential for for growing the uh, the population, even more so. Are there any particular areas of the UK that you think may uh, may be slower to grow than others? Because I'm I'm immediately thinking that London would be one of these areas that you think, well, how much more growth can there be in in a city like London? Yes, I I agree. And uh, some of the very high priced areas. I mean, L- London's always used as an example, but there are plenty of other areas around the southeast of the, of the country. Uh, where property prices are are pretty high, where we prefer to to look at places, um, uh, uh, secondary and tertiary areas, as I've already as I've already mentioned, um, and I'll, I think one great example is where we have a site at the moment, which is in Wolverhampton, Birmingham's UK second city, and has been for the last two or three years growing steadily in in value properties have have really grown uh, property prices have really grown uh, at quite a rate but what that's meant is that a lot of people are moving out of where the the high property growth is and are looking at areas close by which provide good accessibility to the uh, to the the city centers but perhaps don't attract the same high price tags so in Wolverhampton, where you can you can buy an apartment for one hundred and thirty thousand um, pounds, or you can buy a property for one hundred and thirty thousand pounds, a great 
one one or two bedroom apartment in Wolverhampton, in city centre Birmingham, people are paying three or four times that. So that that for us is where the really really exciting areas uh, are. Just a short stone's throw from from areas like Birmingham like Manchester, where property prices have shot up in recent years. Just out of curiosity, what would a three-bedroom semi in Wolverhampton set you back? Well, of course, it's different areas, but um, maybe uh, maybe under a couple of hundred thousand pounds. Wow, really? Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, I was um, by, looking for a property in, uh, in Greenwich in South London. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, uh, I looked at a three-bedroom uh, house with a very small garden, and they were asking. I think it was one point two million. Crazy, isn't it? Can you believe one point two million for a three-bedroom house in 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 London? Extraordinary. Um, we've just got about enough time for a section of the show called the thirty-second masterclass. Now, what this means is, Andrew, I'm going to give you just thirty seconds to sum up the most important lessons our listeners should take away from our conversation. Are you game? Um, well, I have to say yes. <laughs> but you really don't want to. <laughs> 30 seconds isn't very long. It isn't indeed, but I, I know you're going to handle this like a pro. So 30 seconds masterclass, and the clock starts now. Buy in secondary and tertiary areas, look at real value. Look at... Um, an area where within five or ten miles you can see a huge difference in uh, in pricing values. Buy in an area where there's a great demand for uh, for rental um, rental properties. If you're a if you're an investor and you're looking to to rent the property, and always leverage. Make sure that you uh, you get the best value out of the pounds that you're spending of your own. Fantastic, and I think you you've done that in under time. Excellent. <laughs> I can go on. (laughs) Andrew, I've got so many questions that I want to ask you, but I know that we've gone past a a lot of time as I thought we would do. So what I'm going to suggest is that perhaps perhaps we could um, schedule um, another conversation in a couple of months' time so we can do a second part to our interview. What do you reckon? Can we do that? I think that would be great. I'd look forward to it. Me too. Thank you so much. But until then, Andrew, it's been an an incredible pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom with the Naked Property Investor. Thank you, Kissy. Have a great afternoon. Well, my conversation with Andrew reminds me of a quote from Alan Christensen's diary. The sun will rise again. The only uncertainty is whether or not we'll rise to greet it. If all else fails and you find yourself flagging in confidence during these uncertain times, remember what Christopher Robin told his good friend Winnie the Pooh. You're braver than you believe and stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. See you next week. 